Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the Old Pueblo, and you're listening to KTDT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. On this week's show, we're going to highlight some upcoming events at places we've featured on our show for the last few years. We have a whirlwind tour of this three-and-a-half-mile stretch that we call Life Along the Streetcar. Well, today is February 20th. My name is Tom Heath, and you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core. We shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From A Mountain to U Arizona and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM. We're streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android. Just by uh, heading over to your App Store or Google Play or whatever your fancy uh, spot is to download apps, and you want to get the Downtown Radio Tucson app. Make sure you get the Tucson in there. I think there are another couple of other downtown radios that are trying to siphon away our listeners because we're so popular these days. Hey, and on our show, uh, we have contact information at our website, lifealongthestreetcar.org. You can uh, do the uh, uh, contact form in there or email us contact at that lifealongthestreetcar.org URL. And then, of course, our social media on Facebook and Instagram is other ways to connect. Hope you get a chance to check out that Instagram page. we got some really cool photos amassed over the years of streetcar-related posts here in the urban core. And we do have our podcast available anywhere you find those for your listening pleasure. You know, today's show is a little different. We don't have a guest We have several features, though. Over the years, we've had a chance to explore a lot of the urban core. And we get to the perfect weather that we have here in February and March, moving into April. There are a ton of events. So usually this time of year, we get those uh, questions. What's a cool thing to do in downtown? What should we be thinking about? What should we head out and explore? Well, we're going to cover a lot of those for you here today. And uh, you'll, you'll find them on our Facebook page after the show. We'll, we'll put the links to, uh, to the websites for a lot of these things. So if you're driving around, you don't want to pull over to take notes, that is okay. Uh, if you are at home and have pen and paper handy, that's not a bad thing either. Or you can just listen to the podcast later. So what we like to do is we, we take a, um, a, a tour, uh, an audio tour, if you will, of the streetcar route. And we start on the, the far west end, and we move our way through to the east. Tell you a little bit about the venue and uh, a couple of cool upcoming events, and we'll see where this goes today. It's going to be kind of fun. So if we're going to start any tour in downtown, physical, virtual, doesn't matter, you have to start a tour at Mission Garden. You've, you've heard the story many times on our show, but just in case you're a new listener... The area at Mission Garden is at the base of A Mountain. And that, that area, that region, has a tremendous amount of uh, significance for Tucson. Thousands of years of habitation, agricultural uh, events have been happening at the base of A Mountain. In fact, uh, Tucson, the word itself, is, is derived from uh, a word that means base of the Black Mountain or something to that effect. So it really is the the birthplace of our our region here. 
Uh, it won't go into all of the history. We could spend probably two or three episodes just talking about all the amazing things happening there. But one in particular uh, effort underway is a project called Mission Garden. It is a product of the Friends of Tucson's birthplace. And Mission Garden was one of the first um, projects started by, uh, helped by Rio Nuevo when they came into being. Uh, they helped with some funding to clear out the land where Mission Garden now sits. Because even though this was a very special place in Tucson's history, we did at some point decide to make it a landfill. And uh, to remediate that, that cost was, was pretty significant. So there was a multi-municipality uh, effort between the city, the county, and Rio Nuevo to uh, clear out a space so they could put in Mission Garden. And the reason why this, this area is, is so significant uh, for uh, agricultural uh, importance is that we have documented 42, roughly 4,200 years worth of continuous agricultural history along the Santa Cruz. And that makes it one of the, the longest such places in the United States. And they call it Mission Garden uh, because where they are, is a, it's a footprint of where the Spanish would have had a similar, uh, a similar garden in that area. Uh, however, Mission Garden is a group of volunteers that is recreating the 4,200 years worth of, of history, even probably you know, more than that. But they're recreating that agricultural experience of how crops have been grown in that area for such a long time. And, uh, you know, they obviously there's some limitations due to uh, climate and, and uh, other concerns, but they're doing their best. They have uh, orchards in there. It was one of their first projects, orchards that are cloned from the trees that Father Kino would have brought over when the Spanish settled the area. But they have gardens set up for every time period and are even working on a um, project called Tomorrow's Garden. So it's a great place for uh, just an outdoor walk. Uh, they, they don't charge admission. They ask for a donation at the door. So I think it's $5, which is primarily what they use for funding. So if you're able to, I know they would appreciate it. But certainly, if uh, you can't, um, you can still enjoy the uh, Mission Garden. And in there, they will take you on tours. Typically, they'll take you on a chronological tour so you can see how everything is developed over the centuries, and they have specific classes, and that's uh, you know what we want to highlight, and we'll put these on our Facebook page. But on uh, February 26th, there's a hands-on archaeology. Uh, this is a um, program geared more towards, I think, the younger generation. Uh, however, they will talk through uh, a variety of uh, preservation uh, techniques and kind of what archaeology means. The, um, the topics range from, from uh, session to session. The one on the 26th, um, they've got uh, a gentleman in there that is a specialist in uh, ancient technologies like uh, arrowheads and uh, grinding stones and those types of things. On the 26th, also, if you're uh, not into the archaeology, they have a medicinal plant walk. One of their uh, herbalists will walk you through uh, Mission Gardens, a medicinal garden, and show you all of the different varieties of plants that have been grown in the area and how they've been used. And then they have other things. They have a, uh, a heritage uh, fruit tree and backyard propagation class that will help you with uh, taking some of these fruit trees and recreating them in your own area. That's on the far west end, and that's in Mission Garden. Now as we start moving east, we get over to the Mercado, which is the economic development that was built um, very carefully and thoughtfully on this uh, very special place in Tucson's history. 
the um, we had uh, one of the developers of the Mercado on uh, early on in the show, and she was telling us about the the care they took to put things so as to not disturb the archaeology uh, below them. And in fact, the MSA Annex, if you've been out there, it's made up of the uh, cargo containers. And part of that reason was because they didn't want to put something there that was going to have to later be removed uh, or, de- or destroyed. They wanted something they could easily remove without too much destruction. And on there, they have a lot of events. They have a stage there with uh, several events. And if you listened last week, uh, you had Ashley LaRusse on the show. She's with an organization called uh, Blacks Friday. And uh, this coming Wednesday on the 23rd, they have at the MSA Annex a Soul Food Wednesdays. This is a combination of black-owned businesses. There's music, there's food, and it uh, will happen uh, the last Wednesday of each month, and it starts this week on February 23rd. Uh, but that'll be going on March, April, all the way through, I think, the rest of, rest of the year. Uh, and also then later in the week, uh, Friday the 25th, they have a singer-songwriter night with Oliver Ray and Zane Nichols. So this is a paid event. You'll be out uh, on the stage there and um, uh, listen to some music underneath the stars at the Mercado Annex. We uh, take the streetcar, hop in that streetcar right there. That's the western end of the streetcar route. If we were to take that over, we could head to the um, Tucson Convention Center. And there's several events happening there, so I'm just going to refer you back to their the Tucson Convention Center's website. But remember, the uh, music hall has been renovated. The, the Leah Rich is undergoing renovation. So that if you're going to go see the symphony, it'll be a little bit different experience. They have the Ekbo Plaza in front of the music hall. The, the waterfalls are all there with the um, water running. And it's a beautiful scene. And uh, that's all at the music hall at the convention center. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and uh, talk a little bit about downtown and 4th Avenue. But first of all, I want to remind you that uh, you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. Man, you could hop on that streetcar from the convention center, head downtown. There's always things happening. Uh, we we uh, not going to go into... Every one of those, but just want to highlight a few things that uh, you can explore. Do recommend you check out, check out the uh, downtowntucson.org's website. That's the Downtown Tucson Partnership. They have an events page and a calendar with a lot of these uh, events on there. Uh, one that you'll find is coming up in uh, March. Just uh, Actually, it's just in a few weeks, even though it's in March. Uh, the third annual Tucson Grand Fondo. This was started by the 1055 Brewery Downtown and it's a small bike ride. It's not nearly the size of something like El Tour. There's only a few hundred riders versus thousands. Uh, but it's an opportunity to um, uh, ride from downtown. There's a couple of different routes that they will have for you. It starts and ends down there around Scott. And they'll have the Scott sectioned off, kind of like they did for Second Saturday. They'll have some music and food down there. That's on, 
on March 12th. And uh, something you can do uh, regularly if you've got uh, young ones in the household is head over to the Children's Museum. They've got all kinds of events there. And one that we just really wanted to highlight was this uh, concept they have. It's I think it's every day uh, or just about every day. It's at 1 o'clock and it's called Generation Creation. And it's a program that helps uh, kids develop motor skills um, that, that help them with dexterity and agility. So it's using... Um, uh, paint brushes and strengthening their muscles and their eye hand coordination. So, you know, their acts of like things with hammers and, and sawing and sewing machines, heavily supervised and, of course, protective. So, no concerns there. But that's at the Children's Museum. Lots of events happening there. So, I recommend if you do have the young ones, check it out. And if you're looking for uh, outdoor things to do in the downtown area, I always recommend you check out the Presidio Museum. You know, we've, we've talked with them numerous times on the show. This is really, the, you know, we talked about Mission Garden, the base of a mountain at the, the birthplace of Tucson. Well, Mission Garden, I'm sorry, Presidio Museum is the site of the Spanish Presidio that was built here in 1775. Uh, so that really becomes the, the foundation of sort of our, our European um, city. And the, um, uh, the activities they have there will, will highlight in, show a lot of historical significance and they also just they get you out they have a lot of walking tours um and the ones in february are all sold out so they do have some coming up in march but you're going to want to head over to their website the, for the presidia museum uh to learn more about those but some of the walks that they do they will take you on the turquoise trail and if you've been downtown you see that turquoise painted line on the sidewalk and occasionally you'll see some numbers painted on it well, all those numbers correspond to a brochure that the Presidio Museum puts out, and it's free. You can, you can just grab a, a brochure and take the walk. But they do guided tours periodically, not too expensive. I think they're 15 or 20 bucks, and that tour will take you the entire route, which can be about two and a half, three miles, walking you through all the historical significance of the downtown area, a great project that was started a few years ago through the Presidio Museum. And they also have a, uh, a mural walk. I think they call it a public art walk that has been very popular. They, uh, that one is definitely sold out probably even through March. You might have to look at the April dates. But they will take you on tours of what's happening with all of these beautiful, bright, colorful murals we have in the downtown. You know, A few weeks ago, we had Josh Watts, who is a cyclist, and he goes mural hunting throughout the city of Tucson. And uh, he has that quote, which I love. He said, you You'll find you start looking for color and you'll see it everywhere. When you're in downtown, you start looking for these murals and you'll see them just plentiful. And I haven't taken the walking tour yet for the public art tour at the museum, but I definitely, definitely want to do that. Of course, there's plenty of other things to do downtown. You got the Tucson Museum of Art, plenty of uh, wonderful restaurants to explore, uh, new ones that have opened. We featured the Delta recently. Uh, they just opened up the Century Room at Hotel Congress, which is a, a jazz-focused bar. That is opened up. Should be hearing really good signs about the Monica. We had Ray Flores on the show a few weeks ago talking about the Monica concept and the, uh, the Hexagon building there <clears throat> on Congress, and that should be opening soon. So all kinds of things popping in, in uh, lively in the downtown area. And, of course, can't forget about 4th Avenue. You go underneath the... Uh, the 4th Avenue underpass on that streetcar, and you head into a unique place in Tucson. There's nothing nothing else like it. 
And a couple of their big events coming up is the Spring Street Fair. And that's a few months away, and I'm sure we'll talk about it again. But just to get it on your calendar, especially if you're a merchant that wants to participate, it's going to be uh, April 1st through 3rd. And they close down that entire block. We'll have thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of people uh, uh, wandering through there. So it's not a bad um, uh, not a bad thing to get on your calendar if you are into shopping or if you're a merchant and want to present um, uh, your wares to the world. One of the, one of the features we did on Fourth Avenue was with the bar there called Surly Wench. And love what they do. Since 2006, they have brought back the art form known as burlesque. And they have this on first Fridays every month. And this is a, an opportunity for you to really see a unique experience in Tucson. Uh, each Friday, they've got different producers putting on the shows. And it's, it's now, what, 15, 16 years later that they've been doing this. And if you've not seen a burlesque show, it certainly is um, a, a different type of art form that celebrates the human body. And you can want to learn more about that. You could just head over to uh, our, our our website there, Lifelong Streetcar dot org, and type in Surly Wench, and you can hear the interview from uh, Steph Johnson there about the the um, events that they they put on. That will be uh, first Friday, so one coming up here in March. And then as you take a walk a little bit farther up Fourth Avenue, you'll see a few restaurants have opened up there as well. And we have uh, Maria with Boca Taco. She was on one of those award-winning uh, performances on one of those uh, uh, chef television reality shows. And uh, it's Boca Tacos over there. But again, another place for just to, to go and explore. Lots of colorful murals. If you're into that scene, then you'll definitely want to check them out as well. And then we head over to the University of Arizona Main Gate Square. Uh, we've talked about that, that region. The history of Main Gate Square goes all the way back to the early 1900s when uh, the first female professor at the University of Arizona, her name was Louise Fucar. She later married uh, Tom Marshall and became Fucar Marshall. When she passed, um, she had no heirs, uh, but she had amassed a lot of real estate outside of the university. She saw all this vacant land outside of the, the university and started purchasing it using the proceeds from um, uh, the houses that she would build or the, the drugstore that she puts or the, the, the buildings that she would lease out. She used those proceeds for scholarships. And she amassed quite a fortune that was, when she passed, turned into the Marshall Foundation, which still owns much of that land, which we call Main Gate Square, and it's interesting to note that the Marshall Foundation is still putting millions of dollars back into our community through uh, philanthropic um, endeavors and scholarships to the University of Arizona, mostly promoting Pima County and helping students from all over the state that want to come to Arizona. So if you're on Main Gate, don't lose sight of that. You'll see Luis Fucar Marshall's face and uh, uh, some, um, uh, uh, some plaques in her honor. Uh, take a moment and and sh and really learn how amazing this woman was, and and you know, 100 years later, over 100 years later, we're still benefiting from her foresight. Uh, so head over there. They've all kinds of events, different stages, and of course, plenty of things to for food and and a little retail and shopping. 
And then if you just keep heading a little bit to the east, you get to the University of Arizona and you get to the mall. The USS Arizona Mall Memorial, it's always open. We've done a show on this. It's the, um, the memorial to the 1177 sailors and Marines who lost their life uh, due to the attack on Pearl Harbor. The uh, memorial itself is, has a medallion with each one of their names and ranks. And you can uh, see a lot of history right there. And it's centered uh, on the mall and it's surrounded by uh, an outline of the actual USS Arizona ship. It's done in about two inch curbing and it's at ground level so you don't see it when you're walking up. But when you do uh, get a little closer, you can see that on the, on the ground there that the... Um, uh, the ship is outlined, and it's a very, um, I don't know, for me, it's very awe-inspiring to see how large of a vessel that this was. And they use that mall for all kinds of events, and one of the big ones that they do there, and it's coming up here in March the, um, the 12th and 13th, is the Tucson Festival of Books. We uh, featured them, I think, on their 10th anniversary, which is three or four or five years ago. Well, it could have been five years ago. Anyway, on their 10th anniversary, we did feature the Tucson Festival of Books, it's a completely free event to the public. They bring in, I think this year, somewhere around 300 authors. They'll have 400 exhibitors, and it's over two days. They'll, they'll probably have 100 to 150,000 people on the U of A Mall and celebrating literacy. Free to the public, but they use the, the exhibitor money and the donations and sponsors to uh, keep the festival going. It's run mostly by volunteers, and then they donate their uh, uh, the, the majority of their profits, or a portion of their profits anyway, to local literacy programs. So not only is it free to the public, but they generate enough money that they've been able to put back uh, a few couple of million dollars into uh, Tucson's literary uh, literacy efforts. So that's on the U of A Mall. And I can tell you on a personal note, it's, it's something I've been involved with since the very beginning. And I happen to run with a group of volunteers over there. Uh, we help to do a lot of the operations, the behind the scenes stuff. And uh, we're, we're looking for volunteers this year. So if you, uh, if you want to spend a few uh, hours outdoors and helping a good cause, you might want to check out the Tucson Festival of Books, look at that volunteering section, or you can always just shoot us an email and I can fill you in a little bit more on that. Wow, that's a lot of things happening. Uh, my name is uh, Tom Heath. You are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and available for streaming on Downtown Radio. sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. BK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. Oh, my goodness gracious, I have to get a guest in here next week. I don't normally talk this much. I like asking some questions and learning some stuff. And, you know, this week, this was, uh, this was a lot of talking. But that's all right. I hope you, uh, you learned something. I know I learned when I was uh, asking for input and, and researching. Amazing things happening in the urban court. Honestly, I mean, we just covered like 20 minutes of it. <laughs> Very, fairly uh, rapid pace. We, we, we didn't even scratch the surface. So get out there and explore. Hit those websites. Check out you know the Main Gate Square website, 4th Avenue, Merchants Association, Downtown Tucson Partnership, the Mercado, 
and then hit your museum of art, or city museum, children's museum, mission garden, transportation museum. There's so much, so much activity. And if you are trying to figure out what to do, just shoot me an email. Contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. Tell me what you want to do, what you like to do, and uh, you know, kind of the age group that you're in, and I can give you some recommendations. I love sharing the amazing things happening in downtown. But don't worry. Next week, you won't have to listen to me babble on like this. We've got a new guest in the show. Uh, his name is Enrique Aldana. He's a, um, I think he's an amateur photographer, but with his uh, sort of nudging from his family, he used his photography to create some note cards and a beautiful set of note cards. They are for sale now all throughout Tucson and a lot of the places in downtown. What's unique about it is he's using those monies, the proceeds, to help fund nonprofits and uh, give back into the community. He is a very giving man. I've known him for years and was excited to see his, his latest venture. So he'll be on next Sunday. And then we got some other cool things lined up as we roll in to March. I alluded to it briefly at the uh, end of my ranting of all these cool things in Tucson, but the Festival of Books, which is happening in just a few weeks, we do need volunteers. And you can head over to their website to look at all the jobs. But if you've got a a skill set where you're you kind of like to be behind the scenes working on uh, you know some cool projects, have a, a ability to work with with people with a different level of uh, of temperaments. Uh, sh- shoot me an email, contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. I can let you know what our group of volunteers do, and see if that's a fit. If not, there's a thousand fifteen hundred other positions we could we could fill. So, if you have something that we should be talking about, something for the show here, definitely. Um, you know, let us know what we should be talking about. And that's uh, by email address, which I've mentioned a few times, contact at lifealongthestreetcar.org. And then you've got the uh, social media. Tag us on, on Facebook and Instagram. We love that. And um, tell us what we should be covering. Tell us who should be on the show. Tell us the things that you think are cool that just doesn't get enough uh, recognition in our community because that's what we do. We uncover hidden gems. Can't believe we are coming to the end of February. One more show in February, and then it's on on to March. Well, I've enjoyed sharing some of my favorite things in Tucson. I hope to hear from you about some of your favorite things in the urban core. And appreciate that you spend a little bit of your brunch hour with us on Downtown Radio. Stay tuned uh, for the bottom of the hour. We've got Ted Prozelski with his show, Words and Work. And then at noon, Ty Logan with Heavy Mental. And then we're back into the music with some really cool stuff for the rest of Sunday afternoon. So as we uh, wrap up today with all of the news and notes that we hit you with, we thought, you know what? What would be a good exiting music? We, uh, we chose the theme song from a 1970s sitcom called What's Happening? <laughs> this is uh, composed and written by uh, Henry Mancini, prolific songwriter for movies and television well my name is tom heath i hope you have a great week and tune in next sunday for more life along the streetcar <laughs>